I'll go with that. The Dead. I, I mean, real the Dead. Real Grateful, Grateful dead. dead. Yeah. Not this. No, I love I love Dead and Company. I am a huge fan of Dead and Company. I think that they are, and John Mayer is a fucking genius. Oh, I I don't disagree with uh, the John Mayer and part. the Ver, and and Oteil Burbridge, the bass players, played with the Allman Brothers. Great bass player. When I was young, like the first. M- music doc that i watched because it's not like like they were kind of underground and you couldn't go get them like like the wings are here they're here any given thursday by john mayer was maybe the first musical doc that i watched when i was 22 23 and it was it was awesome i just think about you every time i hear your body is in wonderland (laughs) and steve winwood opened up is that who you said Mm -hmm. well does he know what the night can do is that a beer commercial yeah, well, it was a song. If you're doing some Spencer Davis at my ass, let's I'd try that in English. <laughs> He's speaking wing. If, if you're going at bar stools tonight, I'm going at the wing. No, I'm no. Tonight's a Todd night. It's the it's the pot Get of Todd. Ready. We are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Coming off our third most downloaded show of all time. Thank you, Remus Woods. Yeah, Coach Woods brings them in. He does. He puts butts in seats, as Tony Schiavone would say. That's right. That is right. Will that be the only Tony Schiavone reference? Because you know Todd will bring one out. Todd, when is the last Tony Schiavone? (laughs) Make yogurt? I I, I got nothing for that. I think it was Wyatt. I think it was Wyatt that brought us home last time with the restaurant review. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should break news now or if I should wait until Go after Go ahead. Wyatt's restaurant review. I, I don't know what I should do. I mean, should I should I build suspense or should no. I just no. blow my whole wad right I, here? I, I, I think as the, you know, respective, you know, winter sports seasons are over for – for basically every area team. Yep. I, I, I don't think there's any need to build suspense. Okay. I think we just do it. Well, what I will do before I announce this, uh, Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, is our title sponsor. We appreciate him. We'll, we will. We do need to get him on the show, we as do. Todd we pointed do. out. Yeah, absolutely. 304 JFK Avenue in Lagodi, 812-295-3129. But listen – if you don't want a great insurance agent, don't call that yeah. number. Yeah, do not. If, if, if you want an insurance agent that sucks at their job, call somebody besides Travis yeah. Brett. Call somebody else. Don't call, call somebody. Him. And that's a shot at no agent. If, but, but you don't know what you're going to get when you dip into that agent pile a lot of times. Well, and here's another thing. If, if you can't afford an auto or a home, you have no life you don't rent anything. You don't own a business or farm and crop. I wouldn't call it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely don't You've call gotta it. You've got to have something of value to insure. Well, a lot like life, you know, I, 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 I'm still, and I think we all feel about things this way. I, I, you know, I want our leaders in the United States to be better than the three of us sitting around the table. Yes. And, yes. and, and I want, um, you know, I, I want an insurance agent who's done things. Right. And when you talk about doing things, oh my gosh! I mean, I guess we we can start with Netflix and go to the Pacers. And Pacers, yeah. Um, he, an IndyCar driver. 
didn't he at some point wasn't it seriously wasn't it Larry Bird's mom who wanted him to try out for the Pacers was, like that, a, was that the like story a picnic or well, something Well Larry she, told his mom that he wanted yeah. Travis to try out that, and and since she was living in close proximity to Shoals thought thought Georgia Bird could get it done Yeah I'm pretty sure he invented um, that bourbon sriracha sauce that you guys eat so much. I'm, I'm, I've heard that. I haven't confirmed that. Well, he, he did. Yeah. And In the words of Johnny Rivers, are you saying he's a secret agent man? <laughs> well, he is. And yeah. he's an Indiana Farm Bureau agent man. So give him a call. Go on his website, Facebook page. Just look him up. He's awesome. Yep. Now, the big news of the day, Wyatt is going to review – Drake's in Evansville later on in the show, so get ready for that. But the the news that the world awaits, we either will have an interview show or we're going to take spring break off next week. So two weeks from today, this week, when you're listening to this, Wyatt Stone is going to review Red Bones Bar and oh Grill. My so we are going to have a real-life restaurant review in the restaurant in where the we restaurant. record each week. Okay. Red Bones Bar and Grill, where the good times roll. Four Make eight, six, sure, two, six, Cindy, six, three. do not schedule Emma Davis that night. Keep <laughs> Emma Davis out of the kitchen. We don't want fights. We don't want drama. The world is waiting for Wyatt Stone to review this. Who, who, is, who is bringing Wyatt to the home country that night? That I don't know. But okay, um, well. he did mention today that he's eaten here before. Oh, but several he, times. But he is going to try to get back. And get a get a okay. fresh review. All right. So, well, I so I will uh, push in your chairs, sweep up well, a little bit more. M- maybe we can alert uh, some of our normal podcast guest friends. I know Coach Thompson will be anxious to see him. I know our friend uh, John Patrick Mullen would be anxious to see him. I know. Yeah, I think you know. It, there's a lot of people that I think would show up to think, say hello, Greg Bateman. I think it would be great if if Coach, yeah we're here during the during the review. Cindy, yeah. Cindy, did I hear we have clams on the menu now, Frank? Clam strips, look at that. Lots of new stuff here. Clam strips. Why we? You know what? If we put this on the the it, is it on the menu? If we put this funnel? on Wyatt's review on the vast. What's a funnel fry? Impulse Radio budget. He might just order one of everything. A funnel fry is that like a funnel cake type? Funnel chocolate, but. I need to see one of these things. Oh, okay. she's got to make it. Okay. Well, oh, I, 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 was I, say, I don't want to. I don't want to put it, any. It, huh? Yeah. Do you have like a frozen, like a, like the shell or whatever? I don't. Yeah. I don't want to put Essie out on making anything. Let's don't do that. But I'm I'm curious. Sorry. Oh no, it's good. It's good. I mean, I think that. I, listen, the whole world's gonna be talking about Red Bones for the next two weeks until Wyatt comes in here and reviews this place. Yep. Well, I, I look forward to seeing my buddy. I. Uh, there you go. Had a little Facebook message back and forth with him last night. So, well, so he's loving the restaurant review. Before we uh, anything else, do we want to? Um, do we? Want, oh, look, Mike. Okay, so this is a. It looks like a fry. But this is not a fry. This is like a pastry of some sort. So you fry it. You do it in that, and you dip it in that thing. Is that like a fry? It's a fry daddy. What is going on with our world? I don't even know this place anymore. I don't know. I don't even know this place. It's, it's becoming a four-star. It's becoming. Uh, it's going to get its Michelin stars here shortly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Hello, you guys Brett. watch Tournament of Champions on the Food Network by chance? No. Nope. Oh, man, it's good. 
I have not watched much on there since uh, Bobby Flay's Grilling and Chilling. Yeah, Bobby Flay's back in the back in the day. I'm done done with Bobby Flay. I don't watch anything Bobby Flay. You know who I always that tournament champion's awesome. Yeah, you know who I always liked on the on the Food Network that that they do not feature her that much anymore, and everything about her seems uppity. But what she would make seemed doable for me every time was Inagart. Oh my God, I hate her. Why? I just did. I, well, I mean, I, I don't think I could ever run with were you okay people with, in the Hamptons. Were you, were you okay with Sandra Lee? <laughs> Two shots of vodka? <laughs> and, uh, and one Who shot is, of Sandra Andrew Cuomo? Sandra Lee is married to... She was married to... Well, she was with Cuomo for a while. Was it? Yeah, it was Cuomo. That's really? Right. Yeah. Was it, was it Chris or Andrew? I think it was Andrew. I think it was too. And, and, yeah, and, and I think... But I don't think they were married. Um, they were kind of almost like a common law marriage type oh, deal really? where they had been together for so long. Yep. And I think after the... Uh, this is know. the stuff you get here yeah. and nowhere else. That's right. And nowhere else. Because yeah. we're going to go to my hockey moment. So we're going to go from Sandra Lee and the Food Network right to the hockey moment. And now, it's time for Todd's Hockey All right, here we are. Real fast, we know that you know we've got a big Adina, Minnesota contingent outside of Candleburg. Yes. You know what? Bad, bad news for Adina. Uh oh. They got beaten the finals by Minnetonka. No. Minnetonka, and, and what is Todd's favorite? What is Todd's favorite slippers? Minnetonkas. Is that what uh, Snoop? No, those are the Skechers. However. <laughs> Right off the, like I said, they beat Hill Murray. Yeah, well, Minnetonka, Hill Murray. They were and then really next thing, you, then they're uh, in the finals. Hill Murray's the Bloomfield of Minnesota, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> they just let you. you Every they, year we they, hear. Yeah. yeah, and then they let you down. So, so yes, there you go. Adina goes down hard. <laughs> uh, also in the hockey minute, uh, Minnesota gets the number one seed in the uh, NCAA tournament. Now, I put 25 on. I was going to say, I've got it on, on okay. good authority. You might want to throw some bones on Minnesota. On there the, you go. On the Golden Gophers or Minnesota Duluth? No, Minnesota Duluth. It's it's Minnesota State and uh, St. Cloud are in their their region in the Fargo bracket. Oh well, I was wa- wondering how we would, you know. Don't sleep on Quinne- Quinnipiac though. Don't sleep on Quinnipiac. When are the Big Ten schools in the state of Indiana going to have hockey uh, programs like you know varsity what, hockey had, programs, have, not not club programs? Okay, I will say this: Ohio State is in the tournament. Michigan State is in the tournament. Michigan. Michigan just won the Big Ten. Yep. Penn State is in the tournament right now. Yep. So there are four. There are four teams right now from the Big Ten that are, that are still alive. Who, how many? Rutgers has to have. Hockey. Yeah, no, Rutgers. They, they they're, don't? But they're not. I mean, they they may. They have. Yeah. But but like how many teams in the Big Ten just do not com- field a a, 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 com- a competitive varsity team besides IU? Well, we have Purdue. one really good team in Indiana that has, which is Notre Dame. Notre Dame's in Indiana. Oh yeah. Okay. Nevertheless, but uh, Purdue and IU have a hockey club, and, and uh, that's, yes. I would assume that that's where it's going to stay. And I think it's a Title IX thing, in all honesty. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, here's the standings. No. It is Minnesota, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin. There you go. Wisconsin okay. as well. Wisconsin. Yeah, makes sense. And Minnesota. And, and wait till UCLA comes, guys. That hockey is going to go crazy. You know what? You know what? In uh, the, the the stadium built for the Phoenix Coyotes, uh, who are who are the nomads essentially of, of American sports, um, they just built like a six thousand seat arena for Arizona State. They're playing in Arizona State's 
arena right now. Yep. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful college hockey facility. Why the NHL is there? That's a whole different know. argument. So that's it. There's Todd's hockey minute right there well, for the Edina fans in the Candleburg area. And you bad were, news. And you were correct. I looked it up. Minnesota State was the college. The fictional college on coach. Right. And now. You think Dauber's like real. the AD now? <laughs> well, it's Mankato State became Minnesota State after the TV show. Well, I, I, didn't I don't know. I, I don't know. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Could have used that on the trivia team back before. Could have used you it off. in the. You know what? It's just hurtful. <laughs> that is. That's you good. are a monster. I am. I'm a monster. Um, let's real quick. We need to talk about basketball. Yeah, let's do it. Um. Do you do what? Do you have anything you know what, to say on here, the Boilermakers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do, and I'll say this about the Boilermakers. I'll say Boy, this about uh, IU. Hang, hang on, there is not much good basketball. From if, if you are a casual fan in the area, oh my God, uh, Blake uh, Burkhart uh, tweeted. He said this has been a brutal sixty hours of basketball <laughs> in this area. Okay, yeah. ultimately, Todd, Todd uh, why don't you take Purdue? Let's, ultimate, do, let's well, do this. Uh, and, and I don't think I use strays too far from this analogy. Well, is those teams are built to win the Big Ten. They are built to go toe-to-toe through the months of January and February and early March to beat the hell out of each other. And by the time they get to the Big Ten tournament, they they are shell-shocked to start with. Second of all, they're not as athletic. And, you know, if you're building Team 1950s, Purdue looks pretty good. I I read an article the other day that mentioned, and of course, Minnesota, Minnesota, Michigan State is the only Big Ten team left, again, and how, you know, a lot of the elite recruits have not went to play for Izzo in in recent years, like was the case, you know, ten to fifteen years ago. Yeah. But still, to this day, of all the teams in college basketball, from the time you either get the ball out of the net or you get a defensive rebound, Michigan State of any team in college basketball this year gets the ball beyond half court faster, faster. than any other team, and they're in Sweet Sixteen with less talent than IU and Purdue. Yes. I, so I think with the two it, best big men in basketball right so, now. So yeah. I, 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 I think the two unanimous blah, 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 blah. I think there's a stylistic issue yes. in the Big Ten, tackle basketball, but also I think there is a pace issue. And, a, and an officiating and I, and issue. A, and an officiating issue. But like for IU, for example, they all they got beat at Kansas. Well, everybody gets beat at Kansas. But they got boat raced on a neutral floor in Las Vegas by Arizona. I mean, just got boat raced. Yeah. And what was the theme? And I think it was this. I think it was Arizona plays consistent. Not that Arizona had a great week either, but that, that's just what you see Big Ten teams do. They, 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 they get beat by fast and faster teams. Well, apparently Purdue gets beat by teams that know how to pressure the ball somewhere between the baseline and the three and a half feet where, where the ball is coming I in I tell bounds. you, that Purdue game, and I, I didn't watch that much Purdue basketball off and on all year. Um, I certainly don't know that – I didn't watch enough to really pick it apart – but I did. They just looked, and and listen, I've always liked Matt Painter, but he's drawn up a play with .6 seconds left. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what he was doing and, and down it's, the it's, stretch. It's not, I, you know what? I don't think it's just Matt Painter because you know Matt Painter didn't miss twenty-two right. three-pointers. They could not shoot. Yeah. But like my brother said about Zach Eady, if I was playing in a fifth-grade basketball game on a seven-foot goal, I think I could score at will. I really do. I, I, I think you're right. And, and you know what? It wasn't IU fans being ugly to Purdue immediately afterwards because 48 hours later they were. The, the, the best thing about IU fans is nobody saw either one of those games. 
because they were I, they, they were barely they, they were barely two o'clock in the morning. The, yeah, that's what I said before at, it started. They're barely in the tournament. Uh, Sunday night, after they took a three point lead, forced a steal in the second half. That idiot with a headband, Miller Cop, takes a twenty eight foot yep. three yep. in transition donk, and not, Miami rattled off thirteen in a row, went up by ten. And Amber was asleep on the couch, and I just hit her, and I said, hey, going to bed. See ya. That was it. That was the end of the tournament. It, it, they, it, they're not designed and built to overcome they had a about, deficit like they that. They had about a five-minute stretch in the first half and a, what, two-and-a-half-minute stretch after the break where they acted like they were fully engaged in that basketball game. Yeah. I mean, I'm texting with well, people. Like, they, and, and, they're what, not – they're getting – how do you get out hustle you know, and that's, in and, the NCAA tournament? And, and you say these things, and like I said, I, I've fashioned myself in the past as being an above-average, sometimes, junior high basketball coach. But one thing that I th- always thought I could get my point across more often than not is you have to come out ready to play – and if it's a 50-50 game and it takes you four minutes or six minutes to get going, you are behind the eight ball the rest of the night. And how the That's IU exactly. men and how the IU women, women. – oh, oh, we're not supposed to talk. Screw that. The IU women got beat because they were, they were ill-prepared and they were simply not ready to play. They don't have so, as many Instagram posts sorry, as, as the girls Sorry to did. friend of the show, Coach Rhett Rears, but they weren't – you got down a dozen at home – in the first quarter with 15,000 people there. By getting a- flat out, yes. hustled out, everything. And I would say this, that, and the, IU that women, the IU women and the Purdue men's team, that should be, that should, that should be the, the, two, the, identical, the identical sides of the coin. I mean, it, it should never have happened, but it did. And you know what? It's not Matt Painter's fault. It's not. It's a systemic problem in the Big Ten. It's a systemic problem with with uh, what we're recruiting. Yeah, Who I are we recruiting? I, I, know, I know the for the Indiana women. Another Diet Coke. I went. I, I tweeted. Uh, water, please. When they went into the locker room in the Big Ten semifinal two weeks ago against Ohio State, I don't know who that team is that came out of the locker room. It, it was not the same team in the 24 games up until that till that point. They were up on Ohio State 22 points. They're rolling. They came out in that second half against that press and acted like not that they had a bad half. They literally acted like they had never played basketball. Well, I, I think we've seen a lot of men's and women's tournament games where pressure has really gotten people back in the game, and it's like, you know, the, the, the prevailing thought is, is – you know, you can't beat a good team by pressing them. And we're finding out in the tournament, men's and women's, that's just not true. Now, can you do it for 40 minutes? Maybe not. But you can you can do it for four or five or six minutes, and it's, you know. I'm you- calling for the dismantling of all high school basketball in Indiana, and we're only going to have AAU because apparently that's the only thing that really matters anyway. Yeah. And where you find successful basketball players, there you go. There were, there Shutting was a, it down. There was a point in that Ohio State press game when Chloe Moore McNeil, or no, Mackenzie Holmes picked up her dribble in the corner after the cross, the one place you cannot pick up your dribble. Chloe Moore McNeil ran over to her. Mackenzie tried to hand her the ball, and they both got trapped at the same time. I saw. That's I, how out I, of sync they. I, I saw our fourth grade Lady Vikings do that a lot this year. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> and, and, like I said, we're not yelling about 
these teams. What we're yelling about is, is, is it's a cultural thing right now. It's a cultural thing where we're just not – the well, Big Ten is you know, just not – There's and, that There's that old, you know, basketball thing, and coaches use it all the time. we got to punch them in the mouth. IU, both men and women, got punched in the mouth, and they could not respond. Now, IU eventually did – and they had a chance to win that basketball game, without a doubt, mm-hmm. playing like they played. Well, and, and, and you're talking about punching teams in the mouth – not to transition, and I don't know if you're ready to go here yet, but I think that was one of the good things that Lagodi and, and, and Coach Haywood did all, all, all year long, not just against the, the Vikings, but in their tournament run. You know, I, I thought his teams, you know, is there a difference between being prepared and ready to play? I don't know, because I think that they were both. But, you know, they had big first quarters against us, big first quarters against Orleans. They put Dubois away. They get up, you know, double figures on Indianapolis Lutheran. You know, I think – I think there's somebody you can point to and say, hey, you know, they were hard to beat the entire tournament yeah. because, you know, I, 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 I was flipping back and forth on the station Saturday, and I forget, you know, it was later in the first quarter, but Indy, Indy Lutheran finally took a lead, and, and, and Greg said, you know, that's the first time that Lagodi has trailed in this entire tournament. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a heck of a stat. Yeah. If you're four or five games in, yeah. you've not even been behind two to nothing or four to two. Or well, it's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's a game. And uh, at the end of 48, 40, 32 minutes, what, you know, whatever it happens to be, uh, you know, one team ends up with one bucket more or one yeah. point more. And and, and and I think the same with Logoti. I mean, I, I, uh, Todd and I were both at, in Seymour. And I, I, North Davies didn't play a bad basketball game by any means. I mean, no. They I mean, played a great first half. Yeah, great first half. I think they may have run out of gas a little bit, and I wonder had they won that game if they had enough gas for Garen Catholic in the evening. I, I, I I'm surprised because I turned to Blake Burkhart and he passed me the stat sheet, and it was they were two uh, not not North Davies but um, Scott Scott Scottsburg was two, two of fifteen yep. from the three point line. They couldn't kick it in the ocean. And for then the, the next thing you know, you know they they looked like the number. Six team in the talk, talk, talking to our, our 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 mutual friend, sometimes co-host JPM. Uh, he he felt like Garen Catholic by the time the games were played on Saturday was the clear best team, mm. and, and, sat, and state finals now. And Saturday night, North Davies would have been the decided underdog. Yeah, and and I think. That proved it, you know, it fleshed itself out with what Garen, you know, I don't know what the final ended up, but I, when I see a score on Twitter and it's 33 to 9. Right. I think it ended up like 12-ish. I yeah, mean, I, think I mean, they it, made it a little was, run to yeah. get back, but. You know, what are you going to do? What are what you going to do? do? You know, I, I wrote down in some um, some notes that I, it doesn't seem like that long ago we were sitting right over there talking to Josh Thompson on the first Josh Thompson show prior to the season, and and he was talking about, you know, I, I've got to do a lot more teaching this year, and we've got a young team and an experience, da 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 I got to thinking about that and then thinking about everyone, Lagodi, North Davis, Washington. You know, you hear the term in the NCAA tournament, chalk. It went chalk. I think our local high school basketball went chalk. I, I, I think we ended up exactly where I thought we were going to end up, almost to a team, before the season ever started, I, I agree. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, uh, I thought uh, I thought your beloved Vikes would win a couple more. Yeah, I you know would be on you know what I mean be 
be above that 500. Yeah, mark. and there was a lot of those. I would even call them, you know, 50-50 games. But, but, but this was the first. Well, you know, it, look, looking across the river now, we we probably won one game this year that just we weren't supposed to win, and that was against Mount Carmel. And you look at Mount Carmel and their record and what their Sagarin rating would be in Illinois. Uh, and, and we shot the ball incredibly well, and they made a big run at us. But, uh, yeah, uh, but going back to what I t- talked about a couple episodes ago, I mean, this – what happened this year was we saw it five years ago, four years ago, when everybody – when these kids were in the eighth grade. You knew Bloomfield was going to be good. You knew North Davies was going to be outstanding. You knew Ligoti was going to be out Like, every – Loss on our and by the way, the 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 team that won the blue chip conference when when all these kids were in the eighth grade wasn't Lagodi, it was South Knox. So we saw that coming. We saw Joey Hart coming. We played all of these people, you know, coming up through. So so not only you know I know people will say oh this year's different and blah blah blah. No, this year is different because this was a really really good senior class in the area. Yeah. And 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 and, and for people who won and people who didn't, it's not like you got. Beat as as our friend Albert would say, you didn't drown a bunch of crippled chickens. I mean, there were really, really good players and good teams all over the area. Congratulations, Jalen Mullen, All State. Yep, I Peyton Bledsoe, All State. Uh, the Wilson boys, honorable mention, All State. Um, Bryson Knighty, All State, uh, honorable mention. Peter Combs, you know, who's almost a member of the DeCourcy family right now. <laughs> Practically, yeah. Uh, All State, Joey Hart, Lo, uh, Logan Webb. Yep. You know, all of these kids were not just recognized. They were recognized amongst the best of the best in the state. So, yep. All right. I guess that's a wrap on high school basketball. Is there any coaching not changes really. coming? Oh, boy. No. And that, and that leads <laughs> us into our next segment. Okay. Oh. Which is how disap- – we've had – I'm not even going to say his name. Okay? I'm not even going to say the kid's name who was brutalized all last week yeah. on social media, okay? Who was treated as unfairly as you can be treated by adults. That was, that was a perfect example of how social media is what I have always... I think it's eventually going to be the downfall of our civilization. I think it already has been, but that's... But that was a perfect example of how things can just go bad and go horrific in a very, very fast manner because you saw one person doing it, then it was a couple, and then it was just turn off, just click out of Twitter and don't go back on because that's how bad it was. And and, and it was false. And I don't it. get... I don't... You know what... Back in the day, when you would walk into an Indiana diner, and the the older gentleman, not unlike Albert here, was pro- were probably sitting around discussing high school basketball. Sure. And they all had opinions. You know what I mean? But it was limited to the pancake crew. It was limited to what was going on around that table. You know, the, the guys that, that were there every morning for breakfast. And, yeah, everybody had an opinion. But you know what? It didn't. It, it wasn't broadcast as truth. Right. You know what I mean. They they weren't necessarily arbiters of truth. I got phone calls mom. saying, oh, "Hey, my mom's calling." I didn't put my phone on. Do not disturb. Um. We're not taking callers on this show, right? We now. are not taking callers on this show. <laughs> um. It. 
not only was most of it misinformed, but it was nasty and it was ugly and and it was grown ups and, and it was people. But then you've got people that know should know better calling and saying, "Hey, I heard this." Like, no, you know, that's that's just not not true. And well, a lot of people, like I said, it's a lot of the high school bar stool stuff. Um, and I am challenging you two to get the hell off of all high school bar stool. Oh, I am. You know, trust me. And listen, we say stupid stuff or controversial hey, stuff you know once what? in a while on this. But guess what? When I say it, it's me. You know exactly who I am, yep. what I said. And if I was wrong, I'll, I can admit and it. And if, just like me last week, I called the Bobes in Linton, should have been the Bobes in Sullivan. And my goodness, did <laughs> we get into as well. How much, how much mail real. he did, Todd tried to, he was going to make a retraction. We almost got canceled. Yeah. And by the way, that is really good, Bobes and Sullivan. It is. It is really good. And, but uh, that explained, though, when I said, like, it's right kind of like on a corner. And I said, no, it's across from the yeah. school. Yeah. Because yeah. the one in Linton is. But, um, Never, but, but that's, I mean, that is my whole point is just, it, I'm glad people support their teams. I'm glad people support sure, their towns. That's not it, though. Well, that's, it, that's not where I, we I, are. I, I can speak from it about it from the school, you know, kind of the administrator side and, and, you know, talking about our guys, Jeff and Aaron, the, just the premise, the, the idea that a social media controversy might erupt, it terrifies administrators because they don't know where things are going to go. And, and one of the things that we were talking about on Sunday night is, you know, Barry, we, we, there's not a school-wide barstool account. I, there, there may be one out there that was ran by somebody to you, but it's not active. We, we our, 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 our student section, our seniors, they've got something called the BR Block. And, uh, and Jeff said, you know, it's nice when, <laughs> when our version of our barstool, we tweet out theme nights and all they do is beg Travis for days off school. Yeah, he said, right. He said, so that's been a really not because, he, you know, they've, they've – They've discussed this with other administrators and ADs and coaches. How and did this bar stool thing start? I you mean, know, there's I, a B3 bar stool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know because I'm, I am a fan of bar stool sports, and I, I don't, I've never seen it anywhere you know, where they have advertised, hey, that we want subsidiaries. We want this. No, there's, there's been It's like freaking that. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> okay, you know, you've got your main Al-Qaeda, and then you've got all your little Al-Qaeda's. Al Qaeda of the Arabian Peninsula, junior Al Qaeda's. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great segue into why it's restaurant review. I agree. Yep. So, okay, here we go. Uh, this week, now don't forget, two weeks, Red Bones Bar and Grill. Here's Wyatt. Okay, it's time for the fan favorite segment of the show. Wyatt Stone is here. Wyatt, your restaurant review is becoming extremely popular. Well, I'm glad that everybody's liking it and sharing and giving you, giving you and Deco and Lancaster and all the guys that are loving it, so I'm glad. What restaurant are we going to review today? Drake's in Evansville, Indiana. That's where I ended up going last week after me and you talked, actually. Okay. All right. So you were there um, daytime hours then, like more for a lunch. Actually, it was kind of dinner for me because I didn't really have lunch that day, really. Oh, shoot. Okay. So you were hungry when you went in there. Oh, my. (laughs) Was I ever. All right. So we walk into Drake's in Evansville. Fairly new place. Oh, I love it. Um, It was my second time actually going back. I've been there before with a group of friends and 
It's just a, it's just a nice little hole. It's just a nice restaurant, really. And it's just and you you have all kinds of options from sushi to to all kinds of stuff. When a restaurant has a really really big menu, does that worry you at all that they're spreading themselves too thin, or are you okay with that? No, no, more the merrier, Rhino. I think if you have more, people will come. Okay, all right. What did you order at Drake's Restaurant in Evansville? So I ordered the buffalo chicken wrap. It had blue cheese, uh, crumbles, and chicken, and a delit. It's just so good. Oh wow. Um, you're a you're a fan of the blue cheese. You know what? I I like blue cheese every now and then, uh, Brian. But I'm more of a ranch guy. That makes sense. What did you have as a side item with your wrap? Um, French fry. Okay. Now, are they curly, crinkled, the little thin ones? Like, what are we talking here? They're they're crinkled with season on them. Oh my! Was that something that uh, you were excited about, or you like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So now, what did we wash it down with? I'm I'm hoping, hoping that they had Diet Mountain Dew. Well, you're gonna be disappointed. They didn't. They didn't. Okay. Now here's the thing, though. Maybe I'm disappointed. The real important thing is, were you disappointed? No, because I can drink either Diet Coke or Diet Mountain Dew. It doesn't matter. Now, was there an appetizer involved, or you went straight to the main course? No, there was an appetizer. Me and my mom shared some pretzel sticks that were really good. It was pretty good. Pretty good, Brino. Pretzels, we had the wrap, we had fries, knocked it down with a Diet Coke. Is that it? Yep. From one chicken leg to four chicken legs, how are we going to rate Drake's in Evansville? What about five chicken, four chicken legs? Four? You almost went five, which would just be unheard of. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I about said four, five, but we can do four. Let's do four. It was good. Okay. Is there something you saw on the menu that if you go back, you'd like to try? Uh, they have buff- they have uh, buffalo chicken minis on like buds I might get next time, but I'm not for sure. There you heard it. Drake's in Evansville. Wyatt Stone gives it a thumbs up, and he says, go try it out. Yes, sir. Well, Drake's restaurant in Evansville. I've been four there once. Chicken legs. Um, I w- I don't know if I'd have given it four chicken legs. I thought it was a little expensive. Well, as you heard, uh, Wyatt almost gave it five. Wow! I, yeah, <laughs> he almost gave it five. I, I I'm suspicious, Wyatt, my friend, and we'll discuss this. But any restaurant that sells wings and sushi <laughs> next to a sushi place. Yep. <laughs> Next to a bold. wing place. It's kind of bold. Yeah. Well, That's, I'm, I'm I asked, liked it. I mean, it's, it's like gas station sushi, like that commercial from a few years I, ago. I just, I just thought when I was down there, it was a little expensive. I thought it was a little, um, they were just kind of tapping on trends. You know what I mean? Yes. Sort of down there. And then oh, they look, it's a chicken wonton taco. Oh. Oh, hey, yay. Well, let me tell you what. There's, you can't argue with how many chicken legs someone gets. I'm giving the six chicken legs I just ate tonight six, six chicken, chicken legs. legs. All right. There you go. All right. Well, that's right. All right. Two weeks from today, and if and if you if you're if you're a restaurant and you want to sponsor Wyatt's Restaurant Review, give us a call. I would. Yeah, we uh, we will hook that up. Yeah, I would I would consider this because as Todd said, when Wyatt walks in restaurants now, people are going to start shaking. No, they, I know that. So, 
Yeah. Talk, right. Did you uh, want to go uh, World Baseball at all? Yeah, I watched the... Uh, and Adam Shank. We should probably mention Adam Shank, too. Friend of the show. Been on the show a couple of times. I thought uh, I was... I think the whole... Especially this area, but a lot of people around the country were rooting for Adam Shank on Sunday. To get that first W. Yeah, and he... Dang it, he almost did. There's a little snap hook into a tree or at the base yeah, of the, the tree. Left, left and, hand. And hit him. Yeah. Then hit a big boy golf shot. Hit a nice shot, though. Yeah, he really I did. Mean, he, hitting it left-handed and upside down. Um... He walked away with eight hundred eighty-three thousand dollars. Yeah, what that cost him about? Uh, about about a million, I think. I was thinking that was only like a million three. Was it maybe. a million three? So, but it kind of cost him. But he makes the putt that he has to make to give him so one footer. Yeah, well, but he makes the the I next would seven one putt seventy-one yeah. feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a big-time putt to give him solo second, so congratulations. Well, that him. was the one at the end, but a 71-footer, right, yeah. yeah. and, and, and he just he, he never broke a sweat yeah. while watching him do that. So And that was his 10th straight week of playing golf. And I'll tell you what, the Shank Sod Farm yes. has never got the publicity that it got Decker, uh, Indiana, over the last baby. two days. They kept calling him Vincennes, though. Nope. That's, that's I, I down 41. So. That is a Decker address. There, is it Decker or Decker Chapel? No, nope, Decker. Is Decker Chapel where you and I went? And uh, No, we went to Decker. But I, we may have taken... What was the name of that restaurant? The Decker Tavern. The Decker Tavern with, and once again, some tremendous pie. Great pie? Uh, we were. Oh, that was in Hazleton. That was Hazleton? That was Hazleton. The Decker Tavern should have an extra thick pizza called the Double Decker. The Ooh. Ooh. Well, the, the, the big, and this could be That's a Wyatt's restaurant, restaurant review possibility, but they have a, a local delicacy that they call the saw cheesy. We may have to have our own tavern. I, I, I think that's classic a, that's tavern a, that's, review. That's a great summer. I got to hear more about saw cheesy. What is that? I'm going to guess it's kind of a calzone type deal, but I, but I think it's not. Like pizza ingredients. I think there's something else going on there. Albert know the answer to this maybe. Is fricassee a thing everywhere or just around Vincent's? Yeah, I, like chicken fricassee? Yeah. Is that a thing everywhere? I think it's a thing Is everywhere. It? Okay, because Vincent's the only person, place I ever heard of fricassee. But, well, anyway. I, but going back to the pie that Mike and I had. Oh, my. Uh... Did you have the rhubarb? No. Cheesecake? I think I had the peanut butter pie. You had the peanut butter pie. I had the cinnamon roll cheesecake. No, maybe it was a cheesecake. Did we have more than one pie that no, day? No, well, she she oh, had. She, did she give us a couple or yeah, something? Yeah, we, 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 yeah. You know, if you can go into a tavern and have a, uh, 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 what the hell was it, ginger ale and. Uh, you were having ginger ale and. And. Uh, an apple Jim Beam. Apple Jim Beam. And pie. And pie. Yeah. <laughs> That's an afternoon right yeah, there. I would say so. It was, yeah. I was having, yeah, I had a crown and diet and, and, some, and some cheesecake. There you go. It doesn't get nice better than that. Did you pull in there to eat the pie? Yes. Like, well, that's, that we what pulled you in there to. Well, I, I, I mentioned that this lady, you know, they, it, it's kind of a red bones, but, but she's also uh, a baker. And I said, let's see if, because sometimes they have. Um, desserts. Uh, uh, literally, that was the Hazelton Inn, the White River Inn. Yeah, that was that was right across the, from the old school. That I was guess. the place where I met with uh, Coach Thompson five years ago, when he wanted to know should should he <laughs> pursue the the Barib job. What'd you tell him? I said, well, you'd get to meet Albert and you get to hang out with him every day. And he said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> 
He's in. World He's in. Baseball Classic came down to a – it was kind of a cool last at bat. Oh, my. Yeah. It was awesome. Now, future Cub Shohei Otani. There's – who my son tells me is the best baseball player he's ever seen. I, would. I look at him, I kind of laugh, I give him one of these, I say, oh, you never saw Babe Ruth back in 33. Right. But he's, he's slowly but surely climbing the, uh, the ladder of immortality. I mean, he got he got uh, what on the whatever they called it the all tournament team at two positions. Yes. So um, I mean, just the fact that he plays two pitches and plays a position is an anomaly, um, and that he's a leader in both areas. Yes. Yeah. What do you um, think about the new rules? I, you know what? I haven't seen enough yet. To know, I think that when it's really going to matter is during the dog days. I'm doing a story when I can't when I can't watch three and a half hours of baseball. I'm doing a story tomorrow on the on the WAMWRZR Sports Report because there is no sports today whatsoever in the area. Um, but I read a story and kind and of there'll be none on tomorrow it. too. By the way, two and a half hours, just a touch over two and a half hours. The uh, Game average game length in spring training is this year versus three hours and a minute last year. So I think a half it, hour. I think it's one of those deals where anytime you implement a new rule, whether it's in a sport or a workplace or your home, let's let, let, let let's give this a quarter or a third of the season and see how it is officiated. We're still waiting to see how that damn designated hitter turns out in the American League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just. I, I can see the umpires and the players going back to the normal rhythm that they used to play the game. And, yeah, the, I, I, I already saw today, and I haven't read about it yet, but there's already kind of an appendum to the pitch well, clock Well, and I rule. saw that too, and so, I read it because I was talking to my brother, I believe, and I said, I just hope this – of course, there's a big clock, so that helps. Right. But I don't want this to be like the strike zone. Right. Where yeah. it just sort of becomes – like in the early 90s for the Braves, it became a foot outside and at your ankles yeah. is the strike. And it's just a weird thing. But the, the fact that there is a big clock helps. 30 seconds between batters – 15 seconds between pitches when the bases are empty, 20 seconds when there's runners on base. The un, Getting rid of unlimited throws to first will help, and that's also going to cause a lot more stolen bases. Yeah, yep. but is that a bad thing? No, no, no. I, I think it's fantastic. Oh, I'm, hey, I, I like I, I want them to move the mound back and lower it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in a real weird position. I've paid so little attention to baseball, and I've decided I'm going to get back into my cubbies this year that it's almost like a new beginning for me. That, I, I'm paying I, no attention to my Cubbies, I so I'm glad somebody is. I literally couldn't tell you three players on the Cubs right now. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, just just look around the rest of the league. You find the whole uh, 2016 team. Yeah. 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 There you By go. the way. The Diaspora. The Schwarbaum. That was, that was the best at bat that I had seen in years last night. That I, I saw on, like, what is it, Staticast or whatever it's called, that he hit – that was the fifth ball in that at bat that had the distance to be a home run. And really? He, yeah. Well, and speaking now, of – Now, some of these foul balls, I mean, they were really pulled, but, I mean, he was mashing the ball. So, why did the Red Sox let him go, let alone why did the Cubs let him go? I, I don't know. Let alone well, – was it Washington were, was in there too? Yeah, he played for them. Um, you know, I, I don't understand what – The Cubs – It's like he's a leper. 
uh, you know, the Cubs were in sell mode, and they were just going to sell and sell and sell until they couldn't do it anymore. Uh, but the Mike Trout at bat, like, let's not go crazy. Was it a cool situation? Yes. Was it two of the best facing off in a big – yes. He didn't – did, he, did he hit a foul ball? Like, did he even extend the bat? I, I, I saw on Twitter today it was the 24th time in 6,000 professional at bats – that he swung and missed three times in an yeah. event. That last pitch was nasty. <laughs> yeah. It was hard and it was breaking. And well, it was bending, yes. You know, maybe Otani becomes a uh, future yeah. cub. Shohei Otani. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Uh, back to basketball, one thing. I did want to bring <laughs> right this up. Right after IU hires Brad Stevens. <laughs> hey, go happen, Deco. Um, Antoine Davis, and I just wanted to point this out because we talked about it a little bit last year or a couple weeks ago where he was trying to break Pete Maravich's record. He played 60-some more games with a three-pointer, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, they, he said yesterday and with a full came out, order. Yeah, say that he got cheated, right, because he yeah, didn't, they that. didn't play. I'm upset about it, Davis told the Associated Press. I feel like I got cheated out of something. They can never give it back to me. I think it's selfish. He's saying it's selfish and weird that people emailed or called CBI say we shouldn't be in and they because they didn't want me to break the record. His team was 14 and 19 on the season, and it's selfish because he didn't get. By the way, the tournament he wanted in cost Detroit Mercy $27,000 to enter the tournament, the CBI. That is a pay-for-play tournament. You know, I... Would hate to ever say anything negative about IU. <laughs> I don't never, think never. It. But I was there for the CBI game between IU and Vanderbilt in 2000. And it was Mike Davis's last game, right? And all I can tell you is it was me, and then I knew the other 1,100 people who were there <laughs> that day because it was, it was, it was almost a surreal game, and they got blown out by uh, Kevin Stallings and Vanderbilt Kevin Stallings, at the time. Yep. But it was uh, – that's my only experience with the CBI. And, uh, yeah, that was something to be seen. Hey, what's going on with the, the IHSAA? And they put out a memo about – what are they doing? I read it, and I still didn't understand. Wait, which one are you? The one about they're partnering the, the, with? Well, no, the classes. And oh, yeah. What that, the hell is – I couldn't that, even well, understand. That, Maybe it was just me. Well, I didn't know. I, the, I think what we're about to have – and I'm, I, I'm making a prediction here. I'm not going off of any complete inside knowledge. But uh, I think this is the compromise between schools and the IHSAA because there are so many new schools coming in with Classical Oaks tax, Academy techs and, and yeah. math and sciences and whatever. Hey, can I get another Makers and Disco, Diet? Disco Tech. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're, you're, Thank you're, you. you're, you're I, I just call them your small town schools, you know, Dubois, Bloomfield. North Davies, you know, all of these all of these schools have had times where they have been in 1A and 2A, Tecumseh, which is Linville. And I think I think you're seeing too many natural rivalries maybe break apart. And yeah. I think where they're, they're just drawing the line and they're saying, all right, 325, anything less than that, you're a Class A school. And that's that's fine. And that is that is fine by me because we, we got the list. Oh, we, we, we got the proposal about a month ago. And we looked at that and just said, you know what? Every, every single one of those schools you would consider a Class A school. Now, I've heard. Still be a success factor? Well, and, and I've heard next year might be the great reset, where if they are going to do this, then there is a chance that uh, um, 
some schools in the area, including Thank our you. beloved Vikings, will perhaps go back to their natural class for a while, and it starts over. Um, you mean volleyball? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like I said, that is a prediction. Um, j- just kind of where they're going to reset the clock on everything, where it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I know, I know people who are really happy. Smaller four A schools. I know people who are really angry, and those are the bigger three A schools. Who well, now is it going to be a five class system? Nope, it's four. Four class system. Four. Um, and then who? So somebody like. So I'll give you something sexy here. All right, and and, and this isn't going to happen because they're forty one miles apart or whatever. You could potentially have a new school coming over to play in the Washington sectional this year, next year. And who would that be? Everybody thinks Jasper, right? Yeah, because they're coming back. But Bedford could come over. Bedford is the smallest or the largest 3A school in the new alignment. Really? Yep. Hmm. You know what? That's a good Which is not great news next year potentially for our friend Gretchen. (laughs) Yeah. But – you know, it kind of comes down to – I've been a fan of class basketball, and our area should be a fan of class basketball because when I walked into Barre for the very first time and met Albert, very first time, there were two banners hanging from the ceiling. 1999 baseball, 2000 volleyball? Yeah, no, 98 volleyball. 98 volleyball and 99. All of those other banners that have been up there have been up there since – since I've gotten here, so and they've been class banners, and that's fine. Well, know? and and I, you know, I was on that Indiana again, going with my friend Todd. I'm in, inching towards him more as I had to get off the Indiana high school basketball fan Facebook page because I'm so. It's magic how every team that loses got screwed by the refs. Every seven on five, single, baby. Seven on five. Yeah. Anyway, I had to get off. But or eight on five, I guess. Yeah, you know, the inevitable one class, one class. Okay, we, that's not happening anymore. But I will say this, and I think it's true: is two the right number in the state of Indiana? It's, it's two, I think it, it is. It's two in hockey in Minnesota. That, that going back to the you know. well. There you go. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think we've I, had one true I mean, it, hey, state listen, champion. And everybody says, "Well, what about Barry? We had two classes two years ago in Indiana. Barry was a state champion." I think okay. uh, maybe one, but yeah. they aren't winning. Literally. They but, probably aren't winning the tournament of champions, though. Right? No, but I'm just saying for for if your argument is well, Barry, well, well, yeah, well, that's the only one you would have ever listened. You mean the only one in 25 years? That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, you won one, yeah. and and like I said, I believe there is one true Washington State champion, and that's 08. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, it, not that, not that uh, the ten, the eleven team weren't very good, or the 05 right. team, or you know what I mean. But I don't think that Washington was going to beat Greg Oden back then. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and uh, uh, Michael Conley. So, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I they're just... very proud of the banners in Washington. You're very proud of the banners here. North Davies is very proud of of what they hung last year. Uh, you play the tournament that's in front of you, right? And yeah. you do. It. However, I think personally. I think two's the right number. I don't think one is. I don't, I, but I think two's the number. Two could be. I mean, two the state's be. not that big, and and I, I grew up in a system in Illinois, and it's not like that anymore either. So, but with, with Chicago, it was Class A and it was Class Two A, and it was a fantastic tournament. Yep. 
and this state is smaller. It's got less schools, and I, I just I don't know that I don't. I think it's two. I don't think you can have these little teams entering now, bumping North Davies into two A, yeah, Beca because of Seven Oaks Classical Academy, right? Yeah, uh, you know, they, they, which is not an IHSA team they, now, but but they potentially can be right, and they can't they can't play with the worst five teams in the Sagarin ratings within twenty points. I, well, I mean. Going back to the, the you know the class thing, I had, a, I had an old buddy from the North Davies area who we've not talked about on this podcast who I met when I was teaching up there, and he called me just out of the blue the other day, and and he and he basically he was kind of chuckling. Me. He said, "I'm sorry," and I said, well, "What are you what are you what are you sorry about?" And he said, "I never knew how you felt until this week," and and I said, "You're talking about you should be in class A," and he said. We ought to be back-to-back -back state champions, and we're not because of exchange students. And he said, you know, I know Barib getting bumped to two-way, your wife's situation. He said, he said, I, you know, I always thought that was almost kind of funny from afar. Bumped twice. And he, and he said, now I just I realize how bad, how bad it had to suck for you guys because it sucks so bad up here. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure Amber is very proud of the last couple of teams that, that she had. She's proud of all of her teams. Well, I know that, but, yeah. I, but I'm saying that, you know, the two, the oh, team that got yeah, beat in Columbus. Yeah, she, she, yeah, they don't get categorized any different than, than anybody else. How many would she have won in, in if it was two classes? Oh, uh, we. See, I think, but I you, think, got, I, you got I, some funky well, 2A teams from yeah. the, from, yeah. um, the um, Muncie area. I, we, we, we counted it up. I counted it up one time with, with Mr. Doyle. Um, five for sure, six probably. And, and, and after that, there's a pretty clear. We wouldn't have won the other times. Yeah. Like it's, we could have had no. It was Muncie not like, like yeah. There, there was a clear, Michigan a clear City best Marquette's team. But yeah, we, yeah, we got we we we've been we've been cheated out of a two, and we've been cheated out of two ones probably. Well, you know where you won't get cheated, Travis Brett or Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance or Redbones Bar and Grill. Neither one of those will ever cheat you. Officially, from me, they got the six chicken legs. The rating of six chicken legs. I we're gonna have to talk to Wyatt if he, he first of all he may have chicken legs copyrighted, so we have to be very careful. You're right. How we You're speak right. here, but uh, but I don't know if you can go past four. Although real I, quick, can I put Todd in, on the hot seat for a second? Yeah, oh, I'm, a, I'm about to put you both on the hot. Oh, seat. Oh, okay. But yeah, please do, Todd. As the and I, and I know you take votes on this, and you got to vote for me, but. Uh, Pretty clear on the all area, and especially I think player of the year is one where maybe people have a little question, but any, yes. any, any news not, on that? Not in girls. In girls will be out Saturday. Girls will be out Saturday. Okay. Boys probably the next Saturday. Boys probably the next Saturday. I think everybody knows it, it's just like shuffling of, it's almost like the class sports. Yeah. Shuffling maybe the top one or the bottom one. On each team. Was there a clear-cut player of the year in girls basketball? No. Okay. It wasn't clear-cut. Okay. It wasn't clear. We came up with one, but talked to some, you know, talked to the coaches and, and uh, you know, they were they were kind of in agreement. I think that that's an area okay. right now that. I, I, I trust. There's, like you said, your Room coach, for growth. Room coaches, for growth. I, I, trust. I would never criticize you for any decision because we, we've, there's only so many players, first of all. Yeah. And. There's a lot of crazy people out there, yeah. and, and it's not an easy job. And, and, and hate, it's quite and frankly, I, it's not even one you have to do. And No, and I hate them all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hate all of those people. 
not the players. No. The, uh, yeah, right. Those people. Well, I would. I figured as we would wrap up today, I, I would. I think the main thing people want with this podcast is not only just information they can't get anywhere else, but they want to get to know the hosts. And I thought, let's try to see if we can get to know Todd and Deco, and maybe me, just a little bit better. <laughs> so I wrote up some, some just some general either ors. Do we got a buzz in? Maybe, no, that you just. Whatever you want. Stones or Beatles? Stones. Beatles. Okay. And I, I love the Stones. I think speaking, I think that went chalk so far. Um, did disco really suck? Yes. No. See, I don't think so either. I'll tell you There's what, I would, listen, really good I would song. listen to that beat, that Saturday Night Live soundtrack I today. And I am amazed at just how, I mean, and it was the other, it was the Disco Inferno. It was all that other stuff on there. You know. I, Kiss had a disco record. Well. Rod Stewart was, had a disco record. Oh, well. No. If I'm going to make exceptions, it's going to be made for Rod Stewart. But you got a crush on him or something? Or what, kind what? of. Okay. All yeah. right. That's fine. As long as Kind you know. of. No, I, but I mean, my, in my opinion, has shifted from 1,000% hating it in 1978 to where I am today, where it kind of makes me smile. Yeah, kind of I, me smile. there's some really good. Oh, man, I want, you, I want you to smile, Todd. I left my cake out in the rain, MacArthur Park, in the summer. And when it, when you hear disco, if you're listening to this, and you think of the Bee Gees, also go back and listen to the Bee Gees' earlier stuff. There is oh, some oh, yeah, tremendous, I, I, yep. tremendous music that those guys made. Well, they were just kind of a British invasion type. Yep, like Yeah. Mellencamp or Springsteen? Mellencamp. Okay, you know I live in uh, I, 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 New Jersey. I live in Indiana. I've seen them both. Yep. Both of them are tremendous. I'll, I'll give you. Reasons. I, I guess I say I guess I say Springsteen, only Nerd. because Mellencamp has never been on the cover of Time and Newsweek on the same week in 1975. I, I think that I think that Springsteen is deeper. The stuff goes deeper. What are you talking about? Have you ever listened? Have you ever listened to Thunder Road? Thunder Road's a great song. Don't you Screen think, door slam. Don't you think Mellencamp can copy song for song things that have happened in his life through a Midwestern lens? I like I like Springsteen. I mean, I, I like I like Mellencamp a whole lot. I, but I'm not going with the he's deeper. He's I think deeper. That, that's he's in, deeper. that's intellectual bullcrap that you can't yeah. that you can't quantify, justify. I or can't explain. quantify it. You're right because it's art. Okay, baby, you can't quantify the art. Well, you, you can't make definitive statements like that. I do. It's not a day. You have to. You have to make a definitive yeah, statement. You, you ask the question. Yep, yeah, that's all right. You can't just dodge it. Don't dodge it. Um, I did hear Mellencamp say something on Howard Stern one time I thought was really cool. He was real. This was three or four years ago. Super, super into painting. He said he writes Still poetry. Still is. Writes poetry. I think he said he may have even done some kind of like clay work. He said, but even at his age now, he has to create something every single day whether it's a painting write a poem write a song he has to well, and i thought that was cool i mean you're talking a and an a minus between these yeah. two artists well, now i saw him now i will say this i saw Mellencamp about i don't know if it was just before the pandemic or just after the pandemic i saw him at victory theater yep and uh, i've seen him in the fort wayne allen county memorial coliseum in 1982 i saw him in 85 um Mellencamp's a prick on stage. Oh yes, oh, I mean he is a, a surly. He is. I've never seen him. He is. He is surly. I mean he he was at the point where 
he didn't really interact with the audience the way and and with Springsteen it, it's a yeah it's a it, it's an orgy dialogue it's yeah. an orgy I know I was always afraid to go see the Counting Crows and my brother and I heard this at the same time and we both say because I heard what's his name Adam Dur Durwitz Counting Crows. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, yeah. Oh. He said one time, he said, if you're coming to my show to listen to the hits, you're coming to the wrong show. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no problem there. By Who's the way, Jackson Brown tickets go on sale I saw Friday, that. Nashville and, and Brown Evans, County. Brown County and Evansville. Have you ever been to a show at Brown County? No, but Fantastic I but place go, to watch your show. But I'm going to go see Jackson yeah, Brown. Yeah, I am too. Let me tell you a hint mm. I learned. I shouldn't say this. Now everybody may do it. All 11 of our listeners? Yeah. yeah. They, we can sit together then. Buy the, there's no bad seat. Get the last row, and then you can stand up behind your seat. There's a couple tables up there. Put your drink, and that's what I'm doing. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, where am I at here? Uh, who's your all-time favorite stand-up comedian? Well. I love Mitch Hedberg, but Chris Rock is my favorite. Well, now now it's it, there's no – it's Dave Chappelle, and everybody else are – uh, layers below I, I, that. I don't disagree on the Dave Chappelle thing. I think, although I didn't find the last one that funny. Now, when I throw mine out there, you're going to say he's exactly like Dave Chappelle, but you're old and he's old, and it's George Carlin. I knew. You'd okay, go. yeah. I thought I'll go with that. Go. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah. that. I thought that's you'd go. Uh, but I mean, Chappelle was by far the funniest man on earth for a very long yeah. time. Um. I, I, did you watch Jeopardy last night, Nico? There was a no. Mitch, I, there was actually a Mitch Hedberg, or maybe it was two nights ago. There was a Mitch Hedberg quote on Jeopardy, and I had never heard this one because I love his lines. But he said uh, when he had a paper route, he either had to go see two thousand homes or two dumpsters. <laughs> you know, there's a there is there's a tragedy of uh, Jim Morrison proportions of. Uh, of Kurt Cobain proportions. I like to eat comedian. rice when I'm hungry for like a 500,000 of something. But, I mean, he's, that's a tragic, because he was, what, 30, uh, 31 when he died? Yeah. My, but my favorite one probably is, I was playing tennis against a wall the other day. That fucking wall was relentless. <laughs> okay. Uh, something you love to do that you aren't supposed to do. Oh, diet. Thanks. And I'll okay, ask that again. Something you love to do that you're not supposed to do. Uh, well, <laughs> mine, yeah, yeah, there goes that. mine is very innocent. Um, I love ste- ketchup on steak, and I know you can't do it in a restaurant, nor do I. Oh, that's the direction you're going. I Good. Love, Thank God for yes. that. Oh, yeah. We can't go the other way. Yes. Ketchup on a steak. Hmm. I uh, won't do it in a fine restaurant, but I'll damn sure do it at home. I don't think you'd want to do it in a fine restaurant. No, that's what I I'm mean, saying. You could, but you maybe the question should be ketchup on steak, yes or no. <laughs> well, there's lots of things you could talk about. You know, um, I, I, I don't. I, well, that's a hard one. I'll give it to you. No, you I. Yeah, I'm a steak sauce on steak almost anywhere. I don't know. Gin and juice? What would. Yeah, what? ice cream before bed. I did yeah. have one on here. Now I'll just ask it since you guys got X-rated it. Have you ever pleasured yourself to a catalog? Okay, well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> we're not going to answer that at all. Um, is Jimmy Buffett overrated? Oh, yes. I think so, too, maybe. And I just mean it in the fact that it's became an experience in a restaurant. No, it's not it? an experience anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. 
Okay, going to see Buffett, I saw him the first show after the pandemic ended, and it was a freaking mile and a half line to get into Deer Creek, and it was a nightmare. And I paid $52 for two margaritas yeah, oh yeah. at Deer Creek. Yeah, you're going to pay. Okay, here's, here's, let me give you the truth on Jimmy Buffett. He doesn't sing that well. His, his songwriting is not great, um, but he is the world's greatest marketer. It, completely. I mean, he is he has taken almost, except for possibly Gene Simmons and Kiss. Yeah. Um, he has taken. He has sold a lifestyle to every overweight accountant in America. Yeah. And and for for and the shows because I I'm a big I'm a big parrothead. I'm a big fan. Um, and I watch you know the stuff on Margaritaville TV, and I've got the Margaritaville blender, and you know I'm a big Buffett guy, but I also understand that that. Um, it's not that he's a sham, but he's a cash register. It's funny you you brought up Gene Simmons because I had a a question, but it sort of ties in. Um, sh- should Kiss be a band of importance? But I think that they're kind of he. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett is sort of the Kiss of of adult not, contemporary. <laughs> listen, Jimmy Buffett's first four albums, fantastic. Albums. I like Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits. I will. Well. I mean, I mean, listening to, to A1A and things like that and uh, uh, White Sport Coat and the Pink Crustacean and, and, and those early Buffett albums, they are great. That soft country or yeah. almost alt country before sure, it was a yeah. thing. Is, should Kiss be a band? Should they be relevant? They shouldn't have been relevant in 1974, but they were so different. And when you're a 14-year-old kid and they come on like a rhino in oh, heat. Oh, man. Okay, and and they are singing about flaming youth, gonna set the world on what's fire. A, what's Easy E? Eric Bischoff say you got to be, uh, you know, better than, worse than, or different than. And they were different than. And I still remember the Sunday morning they were on Kids or People too. I could not wait to see him come. Uh, and it's, I mean, it was them being on whether they were on Tom Snyder or Saturday or Live yeah. or whatever it is that they were, and and they terrified my mother. They terrified her. <laughs> the knights her. in Satan service. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't think she was that tuned in. Yeah. You know, and my dad is downstairs listening to uh, Charlie Parker and uh, John Coltrane. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't pump the smack into their arms fast enough. You know, these great yeah, right, jazz right, right, musicians right, right. And, yeah. Char- and Gene Krupa. Yeah. Um, but but they but like I said, there was an outlet, and if you, Flame and Youth, shouted out loud. Detroit Rock City. These are something that a 14-year-old listens to and says, I've got a little power. I've got a little something in my life that's powerful. One of the first adult, quote-unquote, albums, my aunt gave me Kiss Destroyer, and I felt like I was doing something bad. Best best album artwork ever. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What sporting event... Or, or, or say, what is your favorite sports event year in, year out? The Masters. Oh, that's great. For, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I'd say it's and, the Masters. And, 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 and not, the, not the, and I know we got into the Masters discussion last year. You can go back into the archives and listen to that. But to me, I think that Masters weekend, at least right here in Indiana, that certifies it is spring. Like, I know it's technically, you know, but like, 
the weather is almost going to be warm for sure. Yeah. I I love that week. I love the Masters. Thursday and Friday, the basketball tournament, the yeah. NCAA is awesome. But I tell you, one that never disappoints for me, whether I'm um, 13 years old at my grandmother's house or whether we've got a basement full of people at my current house, the Kentucky Derby never lets me down. I love it. I, yeah, I love I'm just it. not a horse racing guy. I, I'll, I'll tell you another. An undefeated time for me. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, start your engines. Yeah. I love Memorial Day. And, and I love the spectacle. And of I've never watched, I've never been to, and I've never watched a big bulk of that race. But for going back again, my grandmother said, it was always on. Not, it, well, it wasn't on TV when we were kids. Right. They didn't show it till that night. But it was on the radio in various points of the house and on the patio, and you always heard it, and yep. it just, yeah, it's a, it's just a part to of me, spring. To me, the Masters is the Jimmy Buffett of golf tournaments. It's gotten just so... Oh, be, I, yeah, I don't... Yeah, the commercialization, and I, I, I go, I'll go with that. You know, but I, I don't quit it. Go All on. right, last one, I think. Uh, here's one. Oh, and I want to do this one. What TV mom is the hottest? Hmm. It's a good question. Well, that should be like a presidential debate. Past, question. present, fu- where, where are we I at? Mean, well, I do future. I'm. I don't know. If- I mean, Carol Brady. I think the hair holds her back. Yep. I really do. That hair. You know what? Was bad. Shirley Partridge was oh, better looking. Oh yeah. To, to, you know, you see, you see, uh, you see her. T- uh, well, not today, but. You see her in, at 60 years old now. You, well, you, I mean, you look differently than you did when she was, or when you were seven. It's got to be, for me, it's Lori Laughlin on Full House before she was paying her kids for paying her way into college. Okay, I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discount that. Uh, there should be more though, shouldn't there be? Well, there is. Um, I'm not uh, the the one on. Uh, Growing pain. She, Judith, no. Light, Judith Light. She wasn't was, any good. Uh, she was good in the uh, docu series about uh, uh, the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. Wait a minute. Thing. Wait a minute. Was what she... about Claire Huxtable? She wasn't bad. No, Claire. She was... might be better now than yeah. she was then. And a great dancer. Okay. <laughs> Mike DeCourcy. Well, with... they always had those scenes where they danced. You know. Who was? I'm trying to think. What did the one look like? What's What's the Alex P. Keaton show? Family. No. Uh, no. Meredith Baxter. Bernie. Baxter. Oh yeah. yeah she yeah. Like it. As the kids would say these days, she's mid. Yeah, no offense. I don't know what that Meredith. means. Average. Uh-huh. Okay. If we, but, but there's got to be. If you think of one. I'll tell you what. Uh-oh. Go back and take another look at June Cleaver. Oh, you do know, that. Do it again now. I have to do she might re- She might replace one of your catalogs. <laughs> don't sleep on Aunt B. Yes, yes. Just stop it. You just ruined everything. If you could put yourself on the side of the stage for one musical performance, where would you put yourself? It wasn't Woodstock because everybody was really bad at Woodstock. Woodstock 99? It wouldn't have been Woodstock 99 either. For the... I tell you what. For the Fred Durst. That's where I... That's, I that was I, my I, first thought. I think that's what I want to see. You're standing back there. When you they got are... Who, I don't know if I'd want to stand by Kid Rock now, but Kid Rock's back there. P. Diddy's in the background. Yep. Guys from various bands are standing around. Yep. And when he, when break stuff hits, when break and Nookie stuff, hits, man, uh, I, don't I don't know. 
I'm going to show my crotchetiness. I'm going to say a day on the green at the Oakland Coliseum. I was in uh, the Bluebird in Bloomington Ooh. the week after Bob Knight was fired. Okay. To listen to a cover band. Brino, you may remember it. I don't know if you ever went and saw Freak Show with, uh, with your wife. But they had the whole video display. And they, have the, they had this montage that they used to play. And it was Bob Knight going completely out of his mind. And it went right into break stuff. And I've never been in a bar really? like that in my uh, life. Because those people were still pissed. And you get anger and emotion and alcohol and drugs, and that's what it was. Wow. It was was wild. I was just going to say, the day of the green was Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Grateful Dead, and The Who. Um, You know, going back to back to back, and I think it's like 73. However, uh, as far as a bar experience, I was, I'd been to a Cubs game, sitting in the second row behind the Giants dugout. (laughs) Is this when... What? Jenny Turner? No. That's, Is this a Jenny Turner no, day? No. I've already told that story. No, no, no. But um, that was the same day. You could smell Will Clark's cologne as he's coming in and out of the dugout. I mean, you know, that's how close we were. Yeah. But it was the day the Bulls won their first championship. Oh, okay. Uh, and we, so we were down on Division Street um, that night, and there was a blues band kind of playing in there. And they did the Sweet Home Chicago oh. immediately after – you know, after it was Lakers was the first championship, wasn't it? They beat the yeah, Lakers, Lakers in ninety one. Yep. And we were there for that, and that was a moment that you just go, "Oh my God, we are." It's we're it's, in a it's, moment. It's zeitgeist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you were you were there where you needed to be at that right moment in time and space. That's awesome. I tell you, I I, I did have one kind of cool moment. I was in. Uh, it was nineteen ninety, and I was in San Antonio, Texas. And I was in, it wasn't a Gillies, but it was that kind of country bar, big gigantic thing. And Garth Brooks was playing. The dance had come out, but Friends in Low Places was about two weeks away. But people had heard it, and and he played that, and that was a moment that I will never forget. The place went berserk. There's a place in Fisher, Texas that I've not been to called The Devil's Backbone. That I am so interested. It's about an hour south of Austin. The Devil's back. It's just I. It I. It comes up on my feed, my Facebook feed, okay? Because I've got Facebook feeds of really cool bars and and musicians and things like that. Not about high school kids, um, and, <laughs> and and Indiana basketball and being ugly. See, that's the difference. Okay. Good. We don't care, Todd. We don't care, Todd. Speaking of the worst person in the world. <laughs> All right. Another successful hour of your life just passed you by. Hey, I do. If you want to listen to a new podcast, buddy of mine in Springfield, Illinois, has a, a podcast called Ice Stream Social. Bobby Bidnarco. Look that up on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get I'm, yours. I'm not going to do it. It's on. I'm going to look it up. I don't even listen to our podcast. <laughs> Well, you were on it. You lived it. The third most downloaded in history. Number one is sectional 63 coaches. That times we had people, we were ranked one, two, four in the state, or whatever it was. And we had uh, people from all over the state listen to that one. And surprisingly, our number two episode is a great day to be a hatchet with football coach Joe Morris. 
Is there a bot farm working in India? Yep, that's number two. Last week was number three. You know what number four was? The week before that. A semi-state of mine was oh, like, oh, I Mark Roar. Okay. It was no, Dow and Roar. Yeah, I thought you meant, I thought you meant uh, two weeks before the... No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, the, two yeah. weeks ago. Two so weeks ago. Our gotcha. last two okay. episodes have been uh, for Joe Moore, some so. of our okay. big ones. Yeah. Okay. So, Well, to the 11 people out there who will be joining Brino and I at the Jackson Brown concert in Nashville, also known as our entire audience. <laughs> That'll be a good one. I love the the Pretender by Jackson oh. Brown. You young kids out there, if you never heard it, go listen to it. They aren't going to listen to it. It's a great song. All yeah. right. Todd Lancaster, Washington Times Herald, read his wise words. Voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy is really busy now. Softball, baseball. He had about, what, a two-day break? Something like that? Two-day break? Yeah, let's go. Jump right back. And you can hear me every morning on the Morning Shakeup. All right. This is the B3 Podcast. We don't care, Todd. We don't.